I ain't never been the loudest in the room. The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom. Don't play yourself, kid. Play the system. The U.S. government, the largest walking contradiction. Listen, if you want to see impossible, then look at me. My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets. If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid on the same soil that my grandfather's was walking. Know your history. Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying Black and Indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. That's why I crack up at this. And then like, people <laughs> see my screen and they'll be like, what the heck? And I'm like, I know. I laugh at it, too. Don't worry. It's like, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's a good photo for sure. I just feel like it needs to be on a calendar. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy it. <laughs> just like a shirtless Kellen here with some bead work across his chest. That's what uh, we're kind of giggling at. Um. <laughs> Nicely poking through. I mean... Every time I get on with you at some point, it's like you make me feel bad for my body. Like, no, oh my gosh, <laughs> never. No, no, I take that back. That's a very that's very straightforward, but you make me feel like I have some more work to do. Oh my <laughs> Put it gosh. That way. I'm very well, motivated by by the pictures and the photos that I see. <laughs> well, the feeling is mutual because you know I've I've seen those photos of you. Uh, right there by Seminicum, or I guess maybe you were like dipping in by a in possibly in the river. Man, that was um, a minute like- ago. I literally just scarfed <laughs> down a bowl full of rice, some cube steak with some onions. You like it was not. That's oh. not. That's not. Yo, that sounds like muscle growth to me. You know, you got to take on some nook. You got to take on meat and go. other proteins in order to, to build your own body. So it sounds like you're doing it. Well, I have to have, I'm a, like, I'm a meat eater. So like, I have to have meat with like every dish. But with this, I made dinner the other night and I went, when I went to Puerto Rico, it was the same thing. It was like a cube steak with onions, which is like one of their like specific dishes they have. And so I'm like, all right, bet I'm going to like replicate this and make this for dinner. I spent like half the day going around town, trying to find adobo. I could not find adobo anywhere. So I was very sad. So I was like, I'll just do the next best thing. Basically make my own adobo. I make it comes out a little too salty but the flavor's there i'm like next time i got it down pack and so i did a little bit of plantains and um worked out so that oh, was so are, are those were like, my leftovers that i had today <laughs> <laughs> are these actual plantains or are they just like a unripened bananas from <laughs> valley foods <laughs> no <laughs> i got them i got them no they're actual plantains but oh, they really like in season because they weren't as soft as i wanted them to be they were good they would be really good if you threw them in the air fryer and maybe did like some dried plantain Ooh. chips because i right. basically i cooked them in butter and brown sugar so they taste really good to snack on because they were a little bit firmer but they weren't as soft as i wanted them to be but that's okay so yeah sounds bomb regardless (laughs) i also don't even know like what goes into adobo so the fact that like you were able to at least piece something together i'm like all the props it's really not that big a deal it wasn't until i got to like the next store and i was like let me just google what's in this but it's really (laughs) just like salt pepper i don't know if salt's in there but um at least not that much um pepper yeah i think it is salt pepper paprika onion powder, garlic powder, and sometimes some citrus powder, but there's, there's different types of adobo, but that's just some, like one of the, the yeah, like a a basic foundation to get you going. 
Yeah. So I got like the next best thing and it actually worked out very well, but because I never used the seasoning before I used a little too much, like in my marinade, but I'm like, next time it's going to be popping. So <laughs> they're oh not really gosh. good. That's like a life slogan that you just threw down. Next time it's going to be popping. <laughs> Which, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> I got to apply that to my life because sometimes I'll be like judging myself off the first try, the first attempt, or even just the first yep. thought. Um, and yeah, maybe that's the, that's the route is, you know, next time it'll be popping. Uh, For sure. That, I, I don't know. I try to think that way. It's like, you know what? I already did the worst. Although, I mean, it wasn't terrible. But it's like, hey, I can only get better from here. So Yeah, the foundation. Everything, yeah. The starting ground. Well, you don't have your uh, Bob the Builder Carhartt overalls today. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm assuming that you must be done with some of your uh, work products that you were doing, putting in flooring and whatnot. I was done a lot earlier than intended. So what went down was... um, Bob got hurt. So like, oh no. <laughs> so I was helping my cousin put in this flooring and I was skirting right along. I had everything in my car heart overalls, my pockets. I was set. I was ready. I was taking out the flooring. And then I was like, all right, now I gotta scrape some things off. So I went to go change a blade my, I decided to push the blade in with my finger because I mean, who, you know, that's the smartest decision. So (laughs) which was not the smartest decision. The blade ended up going right through my finger, like butter. So blood was like spouting out. And I'm like, I gotta go to the hospital. My cousin's like, no, we got this. It'll be all right. So I'm like, okay. So It looks like he just finished surgery by the time we like bandage it up. I'm like, should I go get stitches? I don't know. I kind of want to finish this floor. So basically that's what I did. I bandaged it up really, really good. I had like this huge thing of gauze on my thumb uh-huh. and I end up finishing the job because I'm very, I like gotta to get it done. I gotta get it done. Like if yep. you start something, you got to finish it. So like, I did that and I was like, well, I'll see how I am tomorrow. So basically my, my construction journey, my handyman, he bought the builder hat was um, cut short, but floors got done. And, um, but the downside of that is it's my beating thumb. So oh, no. I beat for a little while and it was very, I was getting very antsy, like, you know, this isn't cool. So, yeah. like, so the past couple of days, I've been trying to figure out different ways to bead with different techniques, but it's like, it's in the middle of my thumb. So I can't grip like right at the pad. The yeah. I can't grip the needle because it's okay. like, it's, high, it's like exactly where I grab the needle. Cause it's a little bit higher. The pressure point where you, where you put your like yep, pointer finger and your thumb together. Yeah. The pressure point. And so okay. I've been trying to figure out the best techniques, how to bead. I can, I've been beading a little bit, um, but very limited projects that I'm able to do. And it's taking me like twice as long. So, Dang. so yeah, so I think this might be the universe or God's way of telling me, Michaela, chill a little bit. <laughs> so Slow down. Yeah. So, um, which is okay. So wow. So that's been my week. <laughs> Dang, I think about that all the time though. I'm like, 
because um, you know people are like oh you beat all the time or like even with myself I'll be like putting in crazy hours and I'm like well I don't know how long like I'll have my dexterity in my hands or like mm-hmm. my eyesight even you know yeah um, and as problematic as the show Hamilton is and all the things that I have against that show which you know we can just <laughs> dive into that at another time um, one of the things that always stands out is like how is like how he's like always writing all the time why are you always writing like you're running out of time that's like one of the like things one of the refrains that they talk about in that show show and I think about that with my beadwork it's like yo why are you always beating all the time why are you always beating like you're running out of time Uh, and I feel like that because it's like yo let me get all this stuff out while I can physically freaking do it Mm -hmm. Uh, because who knows what can come along and like change exactly and I always think that way too I'm like you know I'm the liability if I don't you know be careful in a lot of different ways because it's Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm super grateful to be, I'm very grateful. I'm a great, like a grateful person in terms of the very, the little things that are the big, big things, because it's like some people, you know, might not have the vision or some people might not have, you know, the mobility in their hands to do what they do or they lose it, you know? And so that's a very, that's, that's a reality of life to where I could lose anything. That's a part of me, which just, you know, stops me from doing what I love. So this just makes it a lot more like I get even more gratitude <laughs> for like my body and so which is okay but at the same time it made me think in a business act aspect okay and that's kind of how my mindset is it's like I like to I'm very optimistic I try to find I always say what is this trying to teach me you know during the moments that really are I'm struggling with or moments that I'm not literally in control of but I have control of changing I literally think, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? You know, let me stop and think, you know, sit with my thoughts as opposed to getting frustrated or mad. And so, especially when it came to this, where it's like, okay, I physically can't do something that I love. That is my main stream of income. Mm-hmm. Even though I have so many other streams of income through my beadwork alone, it still takes me working. So it's like, okay, this is trying to tell me you need to get employees, either get this other idea off the ground and you need to be mm. making money to where when you're not working or you're still making money. So that motivated me to make some moves this week. And I was like, okay, we'll see where this goes. So <laughs> oh, that's good. I've been very action oriented with that. I've had a lot of things on my mind and a lot of other things cooking, but I'm like, okay, now it's time for me to push forward with them and not put them so much on the back burner um, since you can't really do anything else either, right now anyway. So yeah do you think that's uh why you use that very thumb um when you were like replacing the blade is because like you're used to using it for like a needle and stuff exactly i these three fingers are like the only fingers that i need (laughs) my key fingers on my right hand and it's like Uh i don't know that's that's how i maneuver everything but it was very and the funny thing is i had a glove on i had a rubber glove on okay when i went to put like secure the blade it went right through the gloves too. So, but it is what it is. It's healing. It's not healing as quickly as I want it to be, but it is. And so that's the blessing in itself. So it's healing. <laughs> oh, uh, dang. So little, that's I'm wild though. Tattered. Yeah, I'm a little tired <laughs> right now. So not, not moving as quickly as I, I could be, but 
my mouth works. So yeah, what are hey, you up to? <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, the, the small blessings. Yes, um, my mouth works. So now we could, we could, you know, the podcast thing works great. I mean, we might, this might be a long show. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I know. And uh, definitely grateful for the internet cooperating with us because, you know, she's not always the most cooperative partner in our process. Oh, seriously. We could, you know, I woke up this morning and I'm in the middle of doing a post. And now every time I'm out here in Laughway and I, when you told your story about being at your grandma's house, I'm like, yes. okay, this is, this is legit because I was like literally in the middle of a post and the internet just goes out. And I was like, what? So I like run back there, plug in all the plugs. So I'm like, all right, well, guess I might, might as well move on to the next thing. And then it just randomly comes on and I'm like, gosh the struggle yeah. <laughs> yeah no this was like pre-reels uh ig and i was like just trying to put stuff on my story or just trying to put like a 15 second video on my page and it will legit take two hours to upload right plug in my phone leave it open on my grandma's like kitchen uh table or whatever counter yeah uh, and then i'd have to come back like every 15 minutes or whatever just to like check and it'd be like a tiny bit more, a tiny bit more, a tiny bit yeah. more. So yeah, it's a real thing <laughs> having that that good yeah, access to internet, it. that good internet. I know, just out here using smoke, smoke signal Wi-Fi. For real. The best. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been you've been doing it clearly. You've been holding up. And I guess it must be better. I mean, this was last half of 2019, early 2020 that I'm talking about. And I know that they did like a revamp out in Lapway. Yeah. somewhere after that point so hopefully things have gotten better for everyone yeah i mean it was working really good it was just this last couple of days it's like one minute it works one minute it doesn't but thankfully it doesn't have like a long period of it just not working so we're making yeah. it work we're making it work so oh, what's been going on with you i know you wanted some rest last week did you get that rest this giggle makes me <laughs> makes me a little scared. I'm assuming yeah. it didn't go down that way. Yeah, it's the nerves. Um, I've actually had probably my roughest week of the year uh, mm -hmm. since we last talked, mm -hmm. uh, just personally. Um, so yeah, since we've gotten off the the call last week, I have uh, tested positive for COVID. So that's oh, been no. yeah, that's been me for the last like eight, nine days. Uh, mm -hmm. I knew it immediately when I was like drinking tea Thursday afternoon and I was like, oh, this is so nice, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then like 15 minutes later, I went up and I went to have like a bite of like the Snickers bar. It's like a peanut butter Snickers, which I'd never heard of, whatever it was there. And I was like, huh, this is like a super mild flavor. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, wait. And then there was like a bite-sized regular Snickers there. So I like opened that up. So I was like, oh, I know this flavor. I grew up with this flavor. And then I popped it in and I was like, nothing. Uh, so then I have like a little corner in my room that has like my Potosue and my sage and my yeah. sweet grass and all that. And I was like stuffing it in my face and burning it. And like, I put lotion on my candles and I was like, I can't smell anything. Uh, and so I knew I was like, Bum, 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 you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Well, yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask like how, I guess how how you found out, but obviously by losing your taste. And um, I know that's obviously a common symptom. Have you been having any other symptoms? 
Yeah, so I, I went in actually on Tuesday to get tested because I was um, around a few cousins uh, the weekend prior who tested positive. So no one else in my household or um, even my best friend, Angela, who was around, none of them uh, tested positive. It was only me. So I went in to go get tested because I was like feeling just like congestion in my chest itself. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I thought it was a rapid test. It wasn't. So I was like waiting around all that day and the next day, like just Stressed. growing anticipation, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then here it is 48 hours later. And like I said, out of nowhere, it was such a switch. Michaela, my, my taste and my swell just went out. Uh, and then ironically enough, I hopped back onto my laptop and I signed in to my digital chart for like the 17th time that day. And it was finally posted like uh, detected COVID-19. And I was like, well, see there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, uh, just, I, I didn't have too much nasal congestion. I was like, I guess like diarrhea, vomit in the top half, um, throughout the weekend, I had like wicked, wicked, uh, headaches, especially mm-hmm. on the side of my head. Uh, and then my chest has been just like murder central. Um, and what's crazy is that like, I'm on day like eight now, uh, mm-hmm. And so yesterday and today is actually the worst that my chest has felt this entire time. It feels like somebody's literally standing on my sternum That's and I physically feels. feel it like, especially when I like lean forward or hunch forward, um, like any type of crunching forward it, I feel it on the outside of my body. It just hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm dealing with now. Um, I have a cough that comes in here and there with like a little phlegm and this and that, um, yeah like it's not super crazy in my throat it's mostly my chest that I feel um and then the other part too is just like my headache over the weekend I also don't know how much of that is COVID um because then too like unlike you (laughs) I was not productive with myself like the second that I did get my positive detection like I cut off water and food I like refused medicine I fell into like this really bad um, where I, I let my thoughts go and then my thoughts turned into action. Um, and I went through like emotional distress for like a good, like 21, 22 hours straight. Um, a lot of like self-harm happened in that time. And some of that included me throwing my head into like blunt forces. Um, so like ledges and walls, um, boxes that I have around me. Uh, and so then, then that kind of like worried me once I was like out of like the, that, that 22 hours of like high distress, like coming out of it. Like I said, my, my headache was really, really bad. And then I was like worried. Cause I was like, well, how much of that, um, is COVID related? How much of that is me denying myself relief? How much of that is the internal thoughts that I was processing for a good 22 hours, um, about, you know, all the negative things about myself that I can conjure. And then on top of that, the physical trauma that I put on myself as a form of self-punishment. So yeah, like it's been a wicked, a wicked, wicked week for me. Um, And it's a very heavy way to start this episode, which, you know, my apologies. Yeah, that, that is, uh, that's where I've been this week is, uh, isolated in my room. Um, I coming out of that emotional distress, uh, I've, I've opened myself back up to everything. So, you know, I, I, I closed myself off, which, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's the very opposite of what you 
have been good at practicing, you know, like sitting with your thoughts and processing. I allowed my thoughts and all of that to take me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I also allowed myself to close my heart off to, to receive any help from any other people. Um, and so, you know, things got really cold and really dark and really scary. Um, and so, yeah, beyond that, like, I just haven't really been sleeping well, which hasn't really aided, you know, uh, especially in the last few nights, I only get like an hour or two. I do a lot of tossing and turning. Um, and like at the pinnacle of, of my, my really bad place, like it, it, it really did get me to, um, scary place where, um, my thoughts were leading me to irreversible actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I didn't know what to do, Michaela. And I was like freaking out. So I just, I laid still because I was like, so afraid that if I did get up and did follow even like the first step in what I was thinking that the end step was a given, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just been like a weird week for me. Uh, and Again, like coming out of that stuff, I just always feel really guilty and really ashamed um, because of like what I put other people through. Um, And then the fact that here I am like a man in my mid thirties, which, you know, sounds like a lot now compared to like being 17, 18. Yeah. I know when I'm like 50 and or 75, I'd be like, girl, you were just a baby. Shut up. You know? (laughs) Um, However, like in the place where I'm at, like still making the choices that aren't the healthiest for myself, um, it gets like very disheartening. Um, and yeah, yeah. First and foremost, you can always reach out when you need or feel the need to reach out, or sometimes you just need a listening ear. I know for me, that was my thing too, was sometimes, Hey, I just need somebody to listen to me, or I just need somebody to relate to me, or I just need someone to tell me, Hey, it's going to be okay. You know, whatever that means, or it seems so lightly brushed over, but at the same time, just someone hearing me makes me feel like someone needs me, you know, or I have a purpose, you know what I mean? And so first and foremost, like I said, you can always, always reach out to me. It's very important to have those, even if it's not me and have those people um, to kind of, you know, be your happy place and your joyful place. Like for me, I love hearing my grandmother's voice. I think I mentioned that before, or my mom's voice is like, okay, you know, I do have a purpose and I do have someone who loves me, you know, and that's what matters. So, um, but yeah, you definitely shouldn't feel guilty whatsoever. Depression is a very hard thing to deal with. And, a lot of people feel it, you know, it's not something that um, goes away, but how we deal with it can change, you know, depression can't change all the time, but the way we deal with it knows, you know, you know, can, can change and understanding what our triggers are, understanding um, what we do before we actually get triggered, what we do after we get triggered. It's just be, be, being able to pay attention to our emotions and understanding how we move the way we move to get a better understanding of ourselves. But there's no way you should feel guilty for the way that you feel. Um, and if anybody does make you feel that way, those people don't deserve you. They don't deserve all of you. They don't deserve you at your worst or at your best. Um, <clears throat> so it's very important to find those people. Um, but yeah, and, and, and I feel like kind of 
when it comes to the self-harm aspect, it's like you kind of want to numb yourself in a sense. Yeah. You know? And um, that's not the best way to do it, of course, as we all know. But um, it's, it's very normal, unfortunately. And um, I feel like it's very it, there's there's help and there's there's ways to deal with it, you yeah. know, and um, the fact that you understand and have that awareness of how you can feel kind of overwhelmed, you can feel consumed, you can feel helpless at times. That's the first step that a lot of people don't get to. So having that awareness is huge. Um, and it's just kind of how you can go up from there. But I think how you're handling it um, is just kind of how the, how, you know, we kind of came into contact with this whole pandemic and COVID. It's like you kind of went through the whole pandemic in a matter of just a couple of days and what this country is going through. But um, I think I think there's definitely more steps that, you know, we can take and I don't mind taking them with you. No problem. I am always down for a little bit more self-improvement. So um, I'd love to kind of hold your hand and walk with you through that, um, of course, because um, you matter. Everyone who's listening to you right now, you know, they believe you matter. They look forward to your voice every single week and what you have to say in the life that you have lived, because I guarantee you, you're transforming lives right now um, just by sharing your story. And <clears throat> that's what we're, that's what we're on the mic for. You know, that's what, this is what we're here for. We're not here to act like everything's okay. We're not here to paint a false picture. We're here to let the world know what we go through for one, as ourselves and as black and brown people in this country. And it's not easy. The last thing it is, is easy. So um, we'll work through it together. And I know you're yeah. going to be all right. <laughs> I thank you for that. And I'm like, all like choked up now and like crying. Um, however, I thank you. And um, honestly, I am um, in, 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 in my deepest despair, um, in that emotional distress, as I was saying, I, the, the, the thing that actually got me up at one point was, uh, to call you. And, and, and so I actually physically got myself up and I walked across the room and I grabbed my phone to call you specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then I just sat there and I stared at my phone for a while and I didn't, um, I have this thing, like I said, where I deny myself, you know, as, as soon as something's like not going my way, I deny myself in that direction. So, you know, there's helpful, helpful tools that I can take if I went to the left for some reason, I often choose to go to the right where I'm just like, or there's these destructive things, you know, I close myself off to people, I distance myself, I shut myself down to resources that can help me. Uh, and I just internalize everything. And I just allow this storm to well up inside of me. Um, and so yeah, I did have a moment where like, finally, when I was like, you know what, like, you are literally approaching a breaking point, kid, like something has to change. Um, you know, it was you, I, I, I went and I grabbed my phone and, and, and I sat there and I stared at it for a while and I actually didn't end up calling. Um, because then on my side, I was just like, I don't want to disturb her. It's like, it's after midnight and you know, just all the things and all the things that you tell yourself, you know, like, I don't want to affect someone else's day. I don't want to bring them down. I don't want to do, you know, all these other things. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I guess like just a, a harsh reality too, is just like that point. And, and I don't know that I have a point behind sharing that other than like, hopefully the recognition for other people too, that like, it's, you know, like you can 
lead yourself the horse to water yet you don't always drink you know like i know that i can reach out and i know that i have resources yet i don't always follow through uh, and it's working to get to that point where I do reach out and 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 just allow others to be there for me um, and to not stop myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is like sometimes I don't I, I, mean, I always say this, whether it's three o'clock in the afternoon or it's three o'clock in the morning, like you can call me literally at any time, no matter what I'm doing. I always step away and answer my phone. I try not to go. Um, to miss any phone calls um, by any means. And I think just based on basically my kind of history and my things that I've been through in my life, I think being very attentive to my phone is very important to me. Um, and so I'm always going to pick up. And if I can't, if I can't, if I don't pick up immediately, I immediately call you back um, as soon as I see your call. But as everybody else, my phone's usually on me all the time. So that's not, that's not an issue. And so I don't ever want you to hit, hesitate. But at the same time, sometimes I'm going through the same thing to where I'm kind of in a depression or I'm having a funk, in a funk. And I honestly was, I was just telling my mom about this yesterday. I was like, I don't know what it is. I'm like, something just, I woke up and I felt like something was wrong, but I don't know what it was. It wasn't like something was wrong with my health. It wasn't like I had a bad feeling, you know, even though my, I always say my native vibes are broken, but they never were. But but it wasn't like a vibe, like someone was in danger. It was just, I was completely off and I don't understand why, why. And the worst things about that with me is when I have those moments, I kind of scare myself because I don't know how long I'm going to have those moments. So if I don't get up and just do something like, um, like, yes, I think I was in the house for a while this week. I honestly haven't really went out of the house aside from running the errands that I need to run. Um, and we kind of had this discussion to where it's like, you have to have human interaction. And sometimes I get too comfortable in that. And so the other day I'm like, when I cooked, I was like, you know what, Michaela, just go to the grocery store. In the morning, you don't really think of anything. You're like, no, I don't feel like doing anything. I'll just go tomorrow. But at the same time, I'm like, tomorrow's not promised. And I always try to think of, okay, if this was my last day, is this how I want it to end? Is this how I want to live it? So mm-hmm. it's like, if I, even if I don't have the energy, it just takes one thing at a time. You know, if I know I need to get out of the house, but I don't have the energy right now, Okay, we, we just sit, Michaela, just sit up in your bed. That's the first step all you have to do. Once I sit up, okay, Michaela, just stand up, stretch, you know, get a drink of water. I'm up. Okay, well, brush your teeth because, you know, your breath's funky anyway. So you got to go do that. So it's like, and it's just one thing after the other. Well, why don't you just throw some clothes on, you know, get out of your clothes. And then next thing you know, I grab the keys, I'm out the door, I'm getting that vitamin D. I'm just, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to talk to anybody, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm seeing other people and I'm functioning in the world. By the time I get back, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm glad I did that. That helped me a lot. Um, or even if it's just picking up the phone to call someone, it's like, you know, you need to do it. First thing you have to do is just grab your phone. Good job. You know what I mean? And all yeah. you have to do is tap on the name. Once you tap on the name, your work's done. They pick up the phone and you feel a lot better. So I literally have to kind of push myself when I have those funks in the mornings um, or when I feel like, you know, this could be depression creeping in, but you know, I just need to do something. So that way it doesn't go down the dark hole. I know that it can. Um, but when it goes down the, the kind of that, that route and down that path, I'm one of those people who I don't like to inflict my pain or that energy onto anybody else onto anyone else yeah i have that those moments too to where um 
I don't text anybody. I won't call anybody. You know, I'll reach out when I'm in the good spirits too, you know, and sometimes it sucks because it's like, well, nobody would even notice, you know, what's actually going on over here. You know, everything's hunky dory in their eyes, but that's the picture I'm painting for them. You know, like you have those people who genuinely do care, but you just, all you have to do is one thing at a time, pick up the phone and tell them how you're feeling, you know, and sometimes it goes a long way just to hear their voice or to even have their presence or just to lay with you or to sit with you. And I love those people who, um, it's very, very rare, but, um, I love those people. And I'm one of, I try to be one of those people to where it's like, you don't have to tell me anything that's going on. I'm just going to come over and just lay with you, or I'm just going to come over and just, let's just watch this movie, you know, Hey, I'm going to grab your favorite food and let's just, let's just, you don't have to talk about absolutely anything, but I'm just going to be here, you know? And so if you have one of those people, it's like, I think that's very important too, just to have that energy in the room for the, with those people that understand your emotions or might not quite understand them, but they just understand that they love you. And that's all that kind of matters, you know? And so um that's very important but but yeah and so that's something that's kind of hard to deal with 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 me is when I get in those moments to where it's like I don't want to bother anybody but it's something I have to push myself to get out of um and then when I'm on the phone like I say with my grandmother let's say she'll say you know well what are you doing how is this how is this and that kind of shows me okay well like I'm making my grandma's day by talking to her because she's asking me Hey, what do you have going on? So, you know, she's showing me that I matter. You know, she's showing that the things that I do matter. Um, so it's just baby steps. You know, there's no, I feel like, cure for depression necessarily. Like we're human beings. So we're going to have those emotions. It's just how we handle them, you know, and what kind of brings us joy. So it's a process. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And it's been bringing out the, um, the individualist in me, you know, and how, problematic that is because again pre-contact and pre-internet all the things um Mm -hmm. you know we're community people that the the phrase it takes a village comes from somewhere you know um and and so yeah i i I feel exactly what you're saying because you know as i've started to outline and kind of like how you relate a little bit it's just like you know i'll I'll just take these things on i'll I'll process through it by myself because at a certain point I can probably sift through this stuff. That way it doesn't have to affect people outside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then I think, you know, in, in other times and in, in, in other eras where it's just, you know, we're not individuals where we're part of a unit and we're shown that not only by proximity to other people yet. Yeah. In these, in these moments of turmoil, um, or self-doubt or whatever it may be, you know, I can only imagine how like, yeah, I would be next to other family members, uncles, cousins, siblings, um, elders, um, or just the other young people my age in, in a village, you know, um, and we would be together and, and processing through these things. Uh, and so it just really highlights how separate we all are right now. And for me, it's now a new goal because it's like, well, how, again, can we get back to reclaiming these different ways? Because even that itself is a form of healing and a form of, of self-worth um, is finding ourselves in community uh, with others. Because otherwise, like I, I take on the weight of the world for myself. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that people always keep telling me, you know, they're like, you're trying to do all this stuff by yourself, yeah. um, which I am you know, and I know I am because that's how we're wired to be 
in this world, yet our bodies and our bones and our blood know different. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm working to be a little bit more open and hopefully building more pathways that allow for more community um, enrichment and just, you know, being open to, to health and healing from, from all the different avenues. Like you're saying, even if it's just somebody talking about something stupid, you yeah. Know? um, yeah, it's like, you're at least in community and you're at least, uh, enriching one another. Um, because yeah, we, we do, we want to help each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and what's crazy is that as, as low as I've been with myself and thinking, horrible things about myself, putting in bad actions about myself and, and working to process through some of the like really, really dark stuff. The second that I hear about another person in my close circle or around me that is going through something, I'm like, how can I help this person? You know? And it, it trips me out. Cause it's like, Oh, you don't want to help yourself that you're just like down in a moment to like help another. So it's there. Like, I know it's there. It's not the same thing though, you know, and I think you probably know that, you know, I feel like, and that's the other thing is you can't really get influenced by other people who try to give you advice when they're not going through the same thing, you know, mm -hmm. and I think, cause that's how I am. It's like, as soon as someone else is going through something, you know, it's at least how, who I try to be. If someone yeah, yeah. else is going yeah. through something, it's like, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to drop what I'm doing, you know, and go help them and be no matter how big or how small it is. If I realize, Hey, this is stressing them out or it's making them sad. You know what? Let me come over. I'm going to come help or do whatever. But when it comes to me, I can have all the advice in the world for myself. I can say literally what works for everyone else, but I don't, once I say it to myself, it doesn't stick. <laughs> it's just, it's not the same thing. And it's like, I don't, I never used to categorize myself as a priority. I think up until this year, I realized it's not selfish to focus on you and to put yourself first and take that time to understand yourself. You know, you can sit there and be like, you know, I can't, I can't afford to not do this project or I can't afford, you know, I have this deadline, but it's, it's, it's so important for you to take that time away, step away from everything, whether you need a day, whether you need a month, whether you need a year, take that time for you to really separate yourself from the world and just figure you out, you know, be your own best friend in a way to where, you know, you want to understand you, you know, you, there's so much love that we have in our hearts. And the last, uh, unfortunately, the last person or the last people that we actually give it to is ourselves. And so once you're able to find that love for yourself, not only are you so much easier to love, there's so much more love that you can give other people. So I think it's, it, it's very important to step aside and figure out how to love yourself and understand yourself as if you were trying to understand another person. And sometimes that's how I have to think about it, you know, yeah. as if I could literally clone mentally clone myself and be like, you know, and what would I think of this person? What does this person need? How can she, how can I, how can I help her? You know, I feel like she's, she's broken in so many ways, but she doesn't really understand her beauty. You know, how do I get her to see the beauty that I see, you know, and that was a process I had to go through a couple of years ago to where it's like, and even to now it's like, I try to look at myself from the outside in and say, okay, what would I do if this person was standing right in front of me? How would I help them? And that's what the kind of things you need to do for yourself, you know? And it's like, if I realize, Hey, that she is broken, I know exactly what she needs. I'm just going to go spoil her for the day. And then, and 
you know, go meditate or something like that. It's like, that's what I need to do with myself. I need to, okay, let me go, you know, spoil myself because I don't do that very often. Let me go get a massage or let me go for a walk or let me go, you know, go buy a couple of things and show myself that I love myself, you know? And so I think, I think um, a lot of people kind of have to have that process and figure out what their process is. You know, that's just my process. And now that that's became my process to really just stop and realize how am I feeling and what would I do? if this person was sitting in front of me for them, that's what I need to do for me. Um, but everybody's different, you know? Um, I think that kind of bothers me once. And I think that's why I had a funk the other day was because when I'm not productive, that's when I realize kind of depression hits a little bit or starts trying to creep in. Um, and, um, I really have to, and I think that's why I'm kind of go, go, go so much. It's not that I'm numbing my pain by any means. That's, that's kind of what gives me the energy of me feeling like I'm making a difference or me feeling like, you know, I'm, you know, helping someone, whatever it is. It's like, that's what kind of makes me happy and makes worth life, worth life worth living is, you know, building something to where I can either provide an opportunity or doing something to where I can help another person or just doing something, you know, that leaves my mark in the world, as I would say with my beadwork. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, when, once I like cut my thumb as something minor as that is, you know, it was like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, and I also feel that way every time I'm done, fin- like finished with an event. So the Juneteenth event, my basketball tournaments, whatever it is, I'm planning. I'm so used to being go, go, go that once the event's over, I realize I fall into a bit of a depression because it's like I feel useless. Mm-hmm. I feel purposeless. Like, what do I do yeah. now? So. Yeah. With me, um, if I'm not hustling or, you know, that's what brings me joy. That's what kind of makes me happy. I like, I always say it's a blessing to be busy because that's, you know, that's my blessing. And so um, that's when I notice my decline anyway. But the fact that I noticed it and I, the fact that I have that awareness, I understand what my triggers are. Um, and my trigger is obviously not having that um, productivity like I want to, or my trigger is me staying in bed a little bit longer than I should be or that I normally have. Once I realize that I try to switch up my game, you know, switch up my mornings or switch up my game plan or making sure I commit to something or having a gym partner or having somebody I can go to lunch with. It just kind of keeps me, keeps me going, you know, everybody has different techniques. (laughs) Heck yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, thank you for that. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's been kind of in that same vein, I've actually stopped <laughs> and not done things. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, I guess healing has to be a priority right now for you, Kellen. <laughs> uh, and so it's, it's been kind of a trip actually not doing anything like literally laying in bed, allowing myself to just watch TV um, which I've, I've kind of switched off of TV a little bit in the last few days and tried to turn to books more. Um, yeah, even that I was just like, you know, there hasn't been a time where you just like literally just laid down, didn't do anything all day other than like nap and watch a show, nap and watch a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, as small as that is, uh, it is kind of nice because yeah, I'm always like, cause well then kind of in the same vein yet also not like I, I judge myself off of not getting things done. Cause I'm like, Oh, I, I have my, my beating calendar that I talk about, like things are stacked in a row. Uh, and, and it's 
my projection is like a year and some change out. So I'm like, I can't get too far behind. Like a week doesn't seem like much in a grand scheme yet. Uh, it can really in a beater's mind uh, really push you back because that can be a lot of hours depending on how much time you commit within a week's time. And for me, you know, I can put down some major hours in a week's time, uh, knock out some major pieces in a week's time. And so then when I don't do that, uh, then it can like start to mess with me. Uh, so it's, it's kind of been a trip uh, accepting uh, the the slowed pace and accepting not hitting my marks as I expect to have them um, and to be okay with it because having to literally prioritize my inhale, exhale, breathing self over what I can do um, outside of my body you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of been a trip is like working the opposite way like or working to to accept the 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 very thing you know because yeah very much that because i'm just like oh i want to get up i want to go like you know and especially being isolated in my room like i'm sitting here at my desk and if i stand up and i take three and a half steps i'll be at my bed (laughs) (laughs) you know so like there isn't much of a physical separation between my workstation and my rest station uh, in my physical space so like i can just be like you know what just get up go over to your desk and bead for the next six hours because you need to get this project done and in my head i'm like kellen (laughs) you've been going through this thing these things um you can benefit from just laying here and sleeping and unplugging maybe try that girl you know yeah, exactly. uh, so, so yeah it's, a, it's it's kind of been a trip allowing myself to slow down a little bit and quote unquote neglect the things that i have on my to-do list um yeah you know i, I guess it's maybe not even neglect it's just allowing myself to focus on me the temple that physically gets up and does the things that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be the absolute worst when it came to judging myself for not getting my work done. Like it was literally probably the worst, the most, I'm still there. (laughs) The worst point of my life because I held myself up to a higher standard. And it was, it was during the time to where like, it was definitely a point where I was grieving um, for someone and I was doing so much work to keep his, you know, memory alive to where it's like, I wasn't living for myself anymore. Mm. at all I wasn't like I when I woke up in the morning I literally would go to sleep sleep crying and then wake up in the morning and just be so robotic and everything that I did like it what I was doing wasn't for me you know and I knew that I knew that at the time like I'm not living for myself I'm living for this purpose but right now that's my purpose like this is what's keeping me going um but yeah it, it was bad to where it was like if I got four hours of sleep, I would be so hard on myself the next day. Like as if I was my own boss, you know, wow. like cracking that whip on myself saying you didn't deserve four hours of sleep. You should have only slept for one to two hours. And I did that consistently, you know, and it wasn't good for me. I wasn't telling anybody what I was doing or if I was, you know, I just laugh it off or whatever, you know, I, yeah. I work or I like to get it done. Not a big deal. Um, and I think, those around me just knew well she's going to do what she wants to do so you kind of just have to catch her when she falls (laughs) and unfortunately how that it it wasn't until i fell and i I was gonna say until you literally were falling 
I literally fell. And that was, I feel like God's way of telling me, okay, you know, I broke you. Now you need to start, you know, building yourself back up in the way that caters to you, you know? And so that was my wake up call. And I was like, and ever since then I was, I kind of loosened up on, I was hardcore. So it wasn't like, it was probably still hardcore to other people, but it was loosening up on just making sure I ate the way I needed to be eating and, you know, not maybe working as much as I should be working. Um, so it take, it took time to get out of that groove. Um, but now it's like, <laughs> I'm very, that was me being outcome oriented. You know how I always say, okay, well be process oriented, not outcome oriented. That was me. You have to do this. If you don't do this, you're not good enough. Therefore you need to do this, 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 and this to make up for what you missed or make up for what you didn't accomplish. And so that was very outcome oriented for me. But now I'm like, you know, whether I complete it or I don't, it's who I'm becoming in the process that matters most. It's the small wins that matters most. Like if I have, let's say a beating project, that's a huge project. And I can easily get it done. Is it going to be my best work? Probably not, you know, but I got it done. But does that matter if it wasn't the best work that you could have produced, if it doesn't even open your other doors to opportunities, you know? So it's like when with being process oriented, it's like, you know what, this is the direction I'm going in, but I think I can do better. I want to try this creative touch right here or whatever. And so that's you becoming process oriented to where you're becoming a better artist in the process because you're actually loving the work that you're doing. The right people see it and um, you get even more opportunities that way. So that's what I'm saying is like, if you focus on who you're becoming while you're doing what you love to do, you only get that much better, you know, and it comes back full circle. So when I said, you know, you're not giving, you're not doing your best if you're not your best, because that shines, Mm -hmm. all that energy is transferable through your work hands down yeah. for those other people who have employees or coworkers, it influences them as well. So it's like, you have to, you know, love yourself as much as possible be otherwise you're not, you're not really doing it for anything. So I think with you, especially with you, like saying you needing, needing a break, cause you needed a break last week, <laughs> you know, and you're saying like, Hey, I just need to chill. And um, I think this was probably forcing you to chill, but at the same time, especially during this pandemic, it's like we're challenged, we were challenged to understand ourselves and deal with ourselves. And I think by us having to sit with ourselves, there's a lot of people who lie to themselves. There's a lot of people who are on social media who are trying to project this perfect life. There's so many people that go to the bar and hang out with people who are doing the same thing by numbing their pain, you know, with drinking, you know, that's still lying to yourself. You know, you're not dealing with what you need to deal with. There's people that go out and do certain things. I used to do that too. I used to go hang out with people to where it's like feeling kind of sad, let me go ahead and, you know, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to cry. Let's go do something, you know, that's not helping you. So I think by being isolated and being by yourself, it gets you to understand you and understand the way you need to be loved. Cause that's the most important thing, hanging out with other people or finding ways to numb your pain, whether it is through alcohol, through drugs, through friends, through community or whatever, it doesn't help you. So um, I think with this pandemic, that kind of challenged a lot of people to really sit with themselves. And if people, if they didn't like who they sat with, then you knew you had to, you know, it was time. Yeah. For so I think it's dope that, you know, you try, you're trying things, you're figuring it out. You know, yet reading didn't work for you. Doesn't mean that, you know, you're never going to read again. You know, you just find something else that works for you. You find certain shows, you find documentaries or doing whatever, you know, that works for you. And I think there's, that's, 
that's the beautiful part of kind of life is going through and figuring us out and what works for us. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. yeah all <laughs> but, of that. But yeah. And that's the hard thing I think with getting in our own heads, one thing, one of my mantras is always God got me like, and no matter who you, um, praise, whether it is creator, whether, you know, whatever higher, higher being that anyone praises, that's just something that I say is when I'm stressed out, if something looks like it's going completely left, I say, you know what, God got me. And that brings me so much ease because I know the type of work ethic I have. I know the type of confidence I have. I know beadwork inside out, at least my beadwork. And I know, you know, I'm confident. I know what I'm confident in. I'm just letting these outside sources get to my head or I'm trying to get to my head in ways that I know I don't need to. So by simply saying, just breathing and being like, all right, I know God got me. So just keep doing what's best for you. Take the break you need to take. It's all figure outable, you know? <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of my my mentality. Yeah. When that's well, thank you for sharing that. It's something that I, I'm working on. I I definitely have like dad issues, obviously. Um, and and then like the whole Christianity thing, you know, my grandma said that to me too. And I was talking about with her about me pulling away from the Catholic church and from the father, the son, the Holy spirit, you know, yeah. God <laughs> and Jesus Christ, you know, his yeah. son. Um, and that's what she was, one of the things that she was talking about, like the, the, the priest that she was talking to is like, you know, sometimes people, when they have like issues with their father, they also have issues within this. Cause I do like, it's, it's a structure, you know, um, where I, 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 I notice that about myself even right now, where like my concept of God and divinity and just like where I come from is challenged because I kind of feel abandoned. And I guess that's just been my relationship with men in my life, you know, being abandoned by my biological father right at birth, you know, uh, and then, you know, having, a relationship with a stepfather after so many years of my life, um, you know, which has its own complications. Uh, and then, yeah, then getting into these colonial structures of like understanding Christianity and the ways that it's been used uh, against my black heritage and my native heritage, you know, then there's this distrust again, uh, and so it is like, it's so cool to hear you say like, oh, God got me, you know, and like that you can use it as a mantra. And for me, I, I don't feel that I like, I know it in, in like the depth of me, because like, I know that there is source. I know that there is higher being yeah. that, that is me, you know, that I'm a reflection of that. However, I don't have anything to hold on to not even in a physical sense yet, just, I, I just don't. And so then it gets hard in these moments. Cause then I just feel a little lost or like abandoned, I guess. So um, it's kind of strange, just like it's, it's something to process through. And it's, it's cool to hear you like when you said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I wish I could feel the same. Like that's what literally ran through my bones when you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, we haven't talked about religion yet, but, uh-uh. <laughs> and that's the thing is, and just kind of, as I get older and we have those realizations, 
of colonization and how much this faith was forced into us to where we had no choice and we had to drop all of our cultural values and traditions for a faith we didn't even know a god we didn't even know that's what's kind of you know that's that's i think that's what kind of changed for me and has been changing for me just have coming to that realization because i was raised as a christian you know now that i'm getting older you know my family still you know, following Christianity and our Christians, you know, of course, that's not going to change. I feel a little bit of the rebel, just knowing, you know, the harsh realities of it. And yeah. so I've sat there and I even thought like, well, do I still call God, God, or like, you know, having mm. that whole identity kind of shift and what I've always known. And I just kind of came to the realization, like, I don't question that there is a God. I question the practices yeah. you know, that people have had in following God. And it's like, I've only known him as God, you know, I could sit there and say creator, but I wasn't, you know, it doesn't feel comfortable yet because I don't know the practices that are affiliated with, with calling him creator, you know? So yeah. it's like, you know, or even just saying him, you know, there's so many yes. realizations of, okay, there is something, you know, there is yes. something or someone that you know has created this world you know and it's a feeling you know what i mean so it's mm. like i know it's there's something so i've kind of came to that question of like do i keep saying god do i not keep saying god while well, i'm still trying to figure all of this out but i'm like well there's nothing wrong with it because that's all that you know you know until you come over to come to pass something else call it whatever you want but you know what i mean so yeah. just knowing that you know that high that the higher being or some people say universe you know whatever I know that I'm taken care of regardless as long, as long as I'm moving in good faith, as long as I'm moving, you know, in faith in myself is kind of what I'm saying as well. So I feel like as we go through adulthood, we have all these different, you know, things yeah. going through our mind and we're figuring it out. And yeah. especially between the ages of like 19 or even starting at 22, all the way up to like 28, 29, this is our moment of, we take on a lot, you know, we've taken a lot of just understanding society, understanding the world, understanding our relationships with people, understanding who they're becoming and who we're becoming. And, you know, we take on a lot and the world can be very, very overwhelming. Yeah. But, um, but I think, you know, we, we, we are figuring it out at the same time. Um, I definitely respect like Will and Jada. I don't know if you follow them, but they, um, they went through every religion. They went, they read the entire Bible. They read the entire Quran. They're on another religion now. They're just like, you know what? We want to know what's all out there, you know? So I don't think they designate one religion. They find what's beautiful in each of these spiritualities and they kind of just do what works for them, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what I really, really respect, you know? And it's like, if you think about it, religion is kind of, you know, it is man-made in a sense to where each mm -hmm culture each race they decide and to ch get to choose what they want to somebody's out there making up the rules you know so why can't you make up your own to make sure that your life you know you're happy and living in your truth and you know finding yourself you know do whatever works for you so yeah. but yeah so i noticed that you're like yeah you say god and i'm like well part of me doesn't know what to call him but part of me is this is all that i've known but i know yeah. that something and i know that i'm taking care of and i feel that energy um and so that's kind of what I guess I'm, I'm faithful. I feel like it's important to be faithful in something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yo, Twitter was going up yesterday. I think it was about Will and Jada because they did like a new uh, interview where everyone's just like, what was that? 
Was it Red Table Talk? No, it wasn't Red Table Talk. It was some other interview that happened. Um, yeah, they're just like, oh my gosh, just because like how they always like talk about their relationship outside of like the, the religious part or whatever um, mm-hmm. about, you know, their different things outside of them. And I don't know how they deal with their issues. Anyways, I don't I was, know like, either. Like going like through Twitter, just, <laughs> people being like, can you just keep your business to yourself, please? Because <laughs> here we are being like Will and Jada, Will and Jada. And then you guys come out and you say these things and you're like, uh gosh darn it uh you know <laughs> like it was entanglement last year and then now it's kind of like an uh uh an extension of that um i've heard they but, had an open relationship yeah it's 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 all over i'm, I'm not even trying to <laughs> jump I into think they have more of like this is just from the outside looking i'm assuming they have more of like a partnership you know what that's I mean? basically what they're saying they're like yeah like well, that's what the the peanut gallery is saying. It's like, oh, it's like this miserable relationship because you're staying together, <laughs> yet also not miserable because you were. I don't know. Is it was just a lot. Yeah. Um, I gave uh, Kanye West album a listen recently. It came out like a week and a half ago, and I've been pretty anti Kanye for a while. I don't want to say anti. Um. Yeah. I've just been giving distance. Uh, because of all the things that Kanye does and has done over the few years. And it's been disheartening because I love Kanye and I love Kanye music. Um, you know, it's what we grew up with, uh, middle school, high school, college. Well, maybe not middle school yet. High school, college, uh, into adulthood. Anyways, um, in the song Jail, which I think is like the second song, um, Jay-Z comes in with a verse and it's like not the most complicated verse. Yeah, I really enjoy like the first couple lines of it because he was like, um, like God in my cell, that's my celly. Uh, or like God in my cells, that's my celly. Um, made in the image of God, that's a selfie. Um, and it's like praise five. That's what or Jay said? Jay, yeah, those are Jay's lines Okay. in there. Um, and so it was dope because I wasn't like, I wasn't expecting Jay to hop in on the song and then two, it was just like those, those two lines. I was just like, oh my gosh, obviously. So like the, the, the song is called jail itself. And so it's like the double entendre on, on a cell and a celly, you know, like a jail cell, you know, God in my cell. Cause yeah, God is literally in our cells in the making of us. Um, you know, so that's my celly. That's, that's my person that I share this jail cell with, you know, we're, we're partners in this. Um, and then the second line, you know, made in the image of God, that's a selfie, um, you know, because we are a reflection of God and God's love. Anyway, those two lines just off top, I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, just, yeah. they're not the most yet at the exact same time, the double slash triple entendre of it all. And just that thought where, you know, as I was talking about when you're like, you know, God got me, um, like those two lines, they hit me because I, I do have like this complicated uh relationship with how i define my relationship with higher power hanyawa creator source universe god um yet it's it's the truth you know it is in my cells you know and and i am an image of uh that that's kind of random (laughs) no I haven't listened to the like album. Beautiful, I'm you know? actually, yeah, 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 for sure. I haven't listened to the album yet. I've heard it. I haven't heard good things, but um, oh, word. yeah, I've heard it sucks. But I, that's probably why I haven't listened to it yet. I got mixed reviews from Drake's too. Um, Ooh, dr- the, see, the Drake's is there's just 
I loved Drake because, you know, 09, that was like me coming out of college. You know, we, we even spit a couple Drake lines like a week and a half ago um, from Best I Ever Had, like the premiere single from Drake. Uh, so like I have like a deep love for Drake. My only problem is that like he just hasn't evolved, it seems like. So it's just like the same discussion, you know, like you're still hanging with people that you don't trust. You're still yeah. blaming <laughs> women for things, yet also coming yeah. back and like trying to smooth them. Uh, you know, it's just like that that's kind of my problem with Drake right now. It's just like, can we evolve, please? Can we think just a little bit more um critically and just like grow into adulthood a little bit more rather than just like wanting to be a fuck boy, which is the point of the album. Cause it's literally called certified lover boy. Yeah. So it's just like, he's doubling down on that rather than like, Hey, let's grow. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about real things. So that's my problem <laughs> with that album. The only thing I've heard is that too sexy song. Oh, yeah. I'm too sexy for my <laughs> yeah. the only song that I've, <laughs> that I've heard. And then with, um, Kanye's album shoot what was I gonna say yeah I haven't heard I haven't heard good things but um also I was watching The Shop LeBron's um, Ooh, on HBO yeah and Jadakiss was on there and he like was saying how like Kanye called him and was like hey I want you on the album like he sent a jet and blah 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 and then by the time he was done you know it was cool and he basically was just saying like you know um Kanye's different he's like there's different con there's been different Kanye's through each chapter but um, mm -hmm. all I can do is pray for him so I'm like I don't know Kanye's probably still going through some things yeah and it just seems like he acts out in the public eye you know because everybody loved college dropout Kanye oh my gosh you know I mean that's when Kanye was come on I got chills when you said it and so I feel like Kanye's probably still still working on him Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're all a work in progress but um i think my thing is just it's hard to forget the whole slavery is a choice thing that wasn't cool to me yeah um, but at the same time it's like he was mentally sick too in a sense because he was he was all over the place with the whole trump supporting thing and yeah even you know, putting himself into the candidacy and splitting votes you know so you know, I think just I'm, I I know for me, I know I couldn't handle being in the public spotlight. Like I just wouldn't want to. And yeah. so I think for him to kind of go, be going through and taking the journeys that he's taking and just being a human being, he does in a public eye, but he also um, feels as though as he's not wrong. And I think that's where he goes. Yeah. That's where he goes wrong. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, was, so I haven't listened to the album. But Nas' album dropped too, not ooh. too long ago, and he has a banger with Lauren Hill. She's okay. her verse. Her verse is so good. You have word. To, okay, I'm gonna check it out. The name of the song. I have it. I have literally have it on my. I'll, I'll pull it up on my iTunes right now. Yeah, Apple Music. It's a very very good song. But yeah, her 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 verse is a whole vibe. But then okay. also the new news that drops this last week is that she's going on tour with the Fuji. With the Fuji. Tickets are live and well, so I might have to grab me one. Okay, <laughs> you have faith. I have no faith. I was just but like, my thing is stop the history. I, wait, that's what I'm think? saying. That's why I didn't <laughs> jump on the tickets because I'm like, wait a minute. Lauren Hill has a track record of not showing up. So yeah, like, and if she does show up, it's 
hella late and then she uh, sings all the songs super fast like you, yeah. you she sings x factor like it's a techno song you know <laughs> so that it's done in like two minutes i'm like wait a second like all the and richness is me. in the slowness you know i love me some more and ever since i was a kid like that oh, back man. to sister act is like when i was like all right i'm yes. a fan like, i love me some lauren but i don't rita, know right <laughs> rita and sister um, act yeah rita yep. with the tood yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want to go somewhere you want to be something you <laughs> like she was big role model y'all coming with me frank hey yeah. <laughs> hey <laughs> then she goes so much for friendship as she like walks out of the class by herself girl yeah. you're trying to make us all cut class no thank you exactly. like, i just told you my parents <laughs> will whip me if i if i fail you know <laughs> like, like sister something you don't understand is this is a bird course and the reason we call it a bird course like i love that whole, right there, like, it. i love that whole movie like gosh but um but yeah, anyway, and she was supposed to be oh. on, supposed to be in the Lovers and Friends concert that's in Vegas. It got okay. so big and sold out that they added a second day and added on a locks too to the second day. So I'm like, oh, should I get tickets? Like, I'm not trying to be around all those people. It's COVID. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and buy some stock. So I bought some stock in Live Nation. So they better, you know, they better show up and show out. So your girl oh, wow. can do some big things. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's so tempting. I, I saw it too. And I was like, Oh, I want this. I want yeah. it. I want it. I just didn't follow through because of all of the things. Yeah. It wasn't a big <laughs> deal. Record, like, basically. I was like, let me get on for, you know, just kicks and giggles. And they sold out in minutes. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and buy some shares. Yes. Uh, just sit back and Cause I'm sure it'll be all over social media. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, uh, it's called nobody. I looked it up. Nas featuring Lauren yeah, Hill. Yeah, yeah. The song's called nobody. So I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I'll check out his project after this, uh, looking forward to it. And I still haven't listened to Montero, which I so want to do by Lil Nas X speaking mm-hmm. of a Nas. Um, mm-hmm. that's been out for like a week and a half and, and somehow I've avoided spoilers, which has been pretty awesome. Um, okay. which, whatever um yeah I, I still want to give that one a listen yeah kanye uh yeah for me it was really problematic when he went into his whole well obviously the whole trump thing the whole red cap thing itself uh maga all that stuff and then when his sunday service started taking off i found it kind of problematic when he was like teaming up with joel olstein i think that, and he's like, not even a good like image anymore <laughs> you know what i mean and i was like so so wait are we just like going towards this whole jesus thing as like another form of money you know it's like and this this is this is in 2019 where i'm already you know stepping back from my catholicism and my connection to christianity and like he's jumping head in and then they're teaming up together i'm like how can you be a multi-millionaire preacher um, this white man, Joel Olstein, preaching all these things. Um, yet there's poverty and, and just inequity throughout the world. Um, and so then it just didn't sit right to me the way that like Kanye jumped into all of this Jesus talk in his music and then was teaming up with another megala millionaire. And then they were touring and doing things. I was like, it just seems like a money grab off of the name of Jesus, um, which I guess just literally gave credence to my feelings towards Christianity and towards Catholicism, that it is literally just a money grab. Um, 
and like i hate to reduce actually i don't i don't fucking hate it i, I don't care like it sucks that it's that oh i don't even use that phrase um it's unfortunate that like so much of Christianity and Catholicism is tied in with money and power. Yet that's all it really is when you really get down to like the history. And that's not to disrespect the word itself and God itself and divinity itself. Yet the man handled and the man-made constructs that continue these systems, that's like the problem, you know? And so like that was super like disheartening on top of it all is like, so now you're turning to Jesus and to this God thing as like another money grab Kanye and then pulling in these other like mega white preachers. Um, that's what like, you know, that was another part that really turned me off. And then, yeah, going, continuing on with, you know, slavery is a choice and putting himself into the candidacy and splitting our votes and, you know, like all of these things to like work against us. And the last thing that I kind of have to say about this that I really don't know anything about yet, I'm looking forward to learning more. One of my cousins is actually reading right now, Michaela, a book about like the, the massacres in which the like the Whitmans and the Spaldings came to our area at the exact same time, those two missions um, and, and how they decimated our people, you know. Um, and, I, and I think about this when I did my treaties project where I went through the treaties that our Nez Perce people signed along or, you know, whatever, all, all the treaties between our peoples and the U.S. government, how um, the U.S. government itself never does anything. It's on its own. It's always done through contracts. And that's the same today. Like the U.S. government does contract work. The work that I was doing um, through SAMHSA um, the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, that's a federal funder, you know, they contract people, they contract private organizations um, to do the work. So the federal government is never going out and doing the stuff. They're contracting people. And, it, it, and that's just always been the case. And so like these missionaries that are going out for their quote unquote goodness, um, they're government contractors. They got these contracts from the government to go out and do these things that we have now, you know, come to see as our history. Mm -hmm. um, and so like definitely have to learn a whole lot more about all this, or I don't have to yet want to learn a whole lot more about this yet. Just that bare fact alone, you know, it's like, we're always taught this history of like benevolence and, you know, them coming out to like do goodness. Mm -hmm. um, yet no, they're, they're money grabbing government contract tours you know, going out, uh, and, and, and doing the things, uh, and, and it's what we know today. And it's, it's just disheartening. But yeah, I think that's what Joel Olstein, that was his whole controversy was obviously taking money, um, which I'm not really surprised just because mega churches are kind of that capitalist. Yep. What's the word? Entity? <laughs> I guess I don't know, but it's like mega yeah. churches. I don't, I don't. Imperial empire you know because it's yeah. imperialism really yeah and it's a it's a lot and i think they they definitely go on within black communities as well probably more so in white communities in terms of capitalizing on their their churchgoers as much as possible um 
basically just, you know, give us some money for breathing in our building. Like they find any ways to capitalize <laughs> off of the church goers. And that's something I feel like that's very problematic as well. And I think with, with Kanye kind of going, but jumping to him really quick, it was like, I feel like after when he did Sunday service, I feel like that was him trying to get back to the black community in a mm-hmm. sense that yes. what he said, which is kind of, I don't want to say it's unforgivable, but it definitely leaves a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. So I think that's what, that, to me, and it just seemed like that was just obvious what he was trying to do was to get yeah. his listeners back because we, when we, we, we are his market. We are yes. his fans, his audience, you know, yep. when you let us down in such a big, big way, I think, you know, he had to come back with something big. And I think that was his way of doing it, you know, but in terms of like, first his choir was great. Like they were, you, know, you can't deny it. Like they're <laughs> beautiful voices, beautiful black voices coming together in harmony and unison, you know, pulling the traditions from Africa and from our deep South, you know, like mm-hmm. of, of, of him and harmony and resounding and, and really pulling a higher power through the body and working in unison, you know, yeah. that's, that's kind of the, the messed up part about it. Cause it's, it's this beautifully rich thing please continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say is like, when it comes to black people, you know, granted our entire history with slavery and being forced and force fed Christianity and, you know, the white people's practices, what gospel did, it became more than what the religion was. You know, mm-hmm. gospel is more than religion. If you look at Mahalia Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, Mavis Staples, you look at, you know, even Kirk Franklin, the way he, he, brought in, you know, hip hop and merged all these different sounds into gospel music, you know, and then going even further into, you know, there's so many different gospel artists that really hit that soul and make you have that anointing. But what comes with that anointing is the resemblance of, you know, African culture and who we were and having that just feeling that overcomes us, you know, that this is us, this is you know, these are black people. This is what makes us beautiful. This is the culture that bloomed within just us while we were suffering. So it's like, I used to listen to gospel all the time. And like with my, with, even with my family, like that's all that they'd really listen to too, but in listening to it and you know, that's what you get through all of the music is you hear the pain, you hear the struggle, you hear the sacrifice, you hear the yes. happiness, you hear the joy, you feel the manifestation. You know what I mean? So yes. it's all of that wrapped into one. And so that's, I think that's the hard part with being where I'm at now and just trying to figure Christianity out a little bit and realizing, hey, we haven't always had a good past. Why are we still following something that was never ours to begin with? But yeah. then also you have to look at what has bloomed from that just as our race you know what i mean it's like what have we created you know that's aside from you know what we are force fed look at the beauty and what we were creating and created as a race because when you think about it it's like black people have a hard this is a very big understatement finding our place in society you know what i mean it's like we were brought here to fit one person's you know, do the job for one person. And that's all, you know, we are here as, as animals, we are here just to get the job done. So once we have our independence, that's the scariest thing for us is to establish our independence because 
no matter what we do, it's going to be seen as wrong. It's the most intimidating thing we can do because our lives are being, you know, are on the line. So when you see a black person trying to establish their independence and actually follow their dreams and, you know, of what they want to do, it's commendable. But also yeah. what comes with that is like, you have to be able to find the beauty of what we created when we had nothing, you know, yeah. we, had, we came from Africa, we were put here, we're not accepted by, we don't know how are we supposed to get there? At least in that time period, you know, how do we get back when our whole family either has been killed off? I don't even know who my family is in Africa. You know, black people hated even talking about Africa because it just seemed like a myth after so long in slavery, you know, with gospel, with the church and what we've created on our own kind of creating our own religion, religion and making ourselves, you know, the best working with the best of what we had to where it's like, within black people, at least for gospel music, it's an entire, I don't want to say vibe because that's a very terrible, <laughs> terrible word, but it's, it's, it's oversimplification. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that's what I'm also feel like, okay, that's kind of what I'm disconnecting with as well. So it's like, what, yeah. what do I do? What do I, and then obviously with us as natives, that's questionable as well. Cause it's like, that's not our religion either. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. So, it's like having that feeling like we maybe that's just the Americanized or colonized mindset that, you know, that has been ingrained in us that we have to have a label for ourselves, that mm-hmm. we have to choose something that really divides us. You know, I don't have to choose. I can just feel what I want to feel and do what I need to do. But yeah. after all of that from Kanye, I <laughs> know. I feel like he kind of knows all of that in him by releasing Sunday surface uh, service after blatantly saying that he basically is a racist. That was his way of trying to connect to the black community by getting into their souls, you know, through. Yes. By getting into their souls by the vibe, which vibe low key is probably literally just um, shorthand too for vibrational because we understand frequency and we understand vibrations and what that means and, and singing song, uh, the audio, mm, yeah you know these are these are vibes it's vibrational it's it's um ohm itself you know like that word if you if you don't know anything about the word ohm and the history behind ohm google it real quick and just like you you learn about the godness of ohm and the vibration through the through the body you know it, it means something uh and so yeah these voices coming together it's vibrational and gospel it's it's frequency and our bodies are made up of water you know uh walkus water is life we know this um our bodies are made up of water and vibes and vibrations and the frequencies that flow through our body and extend past us um in in the greater frequency of the universe and how just the world itself works it it's more than just a word vibe you know it really is the source that that connects all of us um Mm -hmm. these vibrations these frequencies and and when tapped into in a certain way it, it can evoke something um that is is beyond beyond our realm you know it, it it's transcendent yeah. um it's anointing like you say it's connecting to uh future generations and past generations it's extending out past our bodies um so yeah it's it's as simple as it is it's also like this huge powerful thing you know yeah, for sure yeah <gasps> <laughs> we gotta, gotta we be getting there. 
<laughs> we be getting there. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A really good show I actually watched just recently is Summer of Soul. I don't know if you've seen it. And um, it's, I didn't on, know. it's on Hulu. It's okay. made by Quest Love. So Ooh, okay. I've heard, well, I guess it's more of a film. It's not a show. Um, he or most people have heard of Woodstock. And so apparently there was a festival in Harlem that took place the same exact year and it had the most iconic musicians in black culture, like Stevie Wonder, Mahalia Jackson, Sly Stone, um, Gladys Knight in the Pips before she was Gladys Knight in the Pips, Nina Simone, Mavis Staples, like literally the list goes on. Like this was Coachella of 1969, but all black people. Like, and so apparently it was like the footage wasn't released it's been in a basement for 50 years nobody wanted to buy it but to no surprise but there was like over 30,000 people at that festival and it was the most iconic festival and so quest love basically digs up all of those tapes interviews people that attended that show in harlem and gets interviews from the performers and it was it was just absolutely amazing so wow. i definitely summer of love Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. Okay. Yes, it's it's on Hulu. So definitely check that one out. Oh, that one's going on the list. I, I've been on Hulu this week. So like I said, I was stopping and uh and watching shows. So it's been on Hulu. Um my actually though, it's been Housewives of Potomac. I started. Oh my gosh, that is a guilty pleasure. Real Housewives are a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I watch Atlanta and Potomac. The funny thing is, right when I moved to the DMV, I seen Chris. Um, Word. Yes, I seen one of the husbands, and of course, it's like it was COVID. Yeah. So I was like, I like whipped my head back, and I was like, but I was also working, so I was outside or whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Seeing this guy walk by, and I was like. I know who you are. Like he was walking to the restaurant next door, and he just kind of looked at me. I think you can tell he kind of smiled, and then just kept walking. And he came back, and like he made like a donation at my table or something for Go whatever. Off. Go off. I was like, all right. But right. yeah, Potomac. So I live in Potomac West, but they're ah. obviously, I don't live in their kind of Potomac. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, very small world once I went out there. But yeah, very good show. That's wild. So yeah, I started season one, episode one. I'm now on season oh, yeah, that's two, all episode oh. eight, I you think. You got a long way. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah no, I got five seasons to go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so there's five seasons up on Hulu. And then I guess the one that's happening oh, right one. now. I I don't know if I'm gonna make it though, Michaela, because like my blood pressure is rising, (laughs) and the way that I'm wishing harm on people that I have no, I like I don't know them by any means, and I'm just like, oh, this person needs to get their ass beat, and this person needs to da 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 da, da." you know, like I'm like maybe I don't I don't know if I can make it through the next few seasons because I'm already like I said, season two, episode eight, and I'm like foaming at the mouth and just like my hands will be shaking sometimes. Like (laughs) I don't know if I can keep going. Like I I thought I, I. because I, I really want to because like I heard like the last few seasons and especially like what's happening now like it gets really good I don't know um, what's happening now <laughs> so, yeah that's I'm just like not on any of the apps <laughs> and like I, even though I have cable at my place like I don't keep up with it I'm so yeah. used to watching apps all the time watching tv when I want to watch it I guess I'm yeah. very spoiled in that way but like I can't keep up with it on live TV, but Atlanta is way better like oh, yeah. if you watch Atlanta compared to Potomac it's like all right Y'all ain't yeah, even that type. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I've done Atlanta like a few years back. I didn't even know Potomac was it. I didn't know they had that many seasons. I thought they yeah. like just popped off because I only started hearing about them in the last year or so. Yeah. I really um, like um, Monique. 
Okay, yeah. So I, I'm just getting to know Monique here in. Oh, the she's my favorite two. one. Now she's about it. She's the type that will knuck if you buck. But I'm that's enjoying her I, so far. Yeah, yeah. she's dope. I follow her on Instagram. But um, oh, go yeah. off. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we'll see. I might make it through. Like I said, if I'm. You I'm, don't. You don't. But <laughs> right. It's like, it, it's it might be a personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for my personal well-being, I might not. Uh, however, I because I like, no, I, I, like I want to get into the culture too because I'm like I see it no, go up on Twitter and I'm like I want to know and I've seen some of the clips from like the last season and and like what's going on now. So like I I want to be part of the the fray or is that the right? I don't think I use the right I expression. Know. I mean, I, I want to be part of the intellectual clip, TV. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, uh, another one I watched also on Hulu is The Wonder Years. Oh, that just came out last week. Yes, I seen the first episode. How do you feel about it? Honestly, I feel kind of, I feel good so far. Um, I used to remember, I remember the the original Wonder Years. I just remember it coming on at like Nick at Night and Mm -hmm. I'd watch it sometimes. And so I was like, well, let me try this one out. But it's a completely, it's totally black, like oriented. So it's like on the first episode, they kind of, they tap into the killing of Martin Luther King. And even though they're not down South, they show kind of how it shook our culture, you know, and how heartbreaking it was. Um, And they kind of, they just, I I think it's, if if, um, it sticks around, which I hope, hopefully it does. I think it taps you into that time period for black people and the things we had to go through, you know, these are, these are our roots. You know, this is where we're, this is where we, you know, this is how we handled America, but there's yeah. also a lot of um, inside jokes too. You know, okay. of course there has to be. So, yeah. um, so I like it so far, you know, okay. we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but I like it so far. I had a hard time accepting the fact that they called it the wonder years um, because I just have a hard time accepting the black version of I other understand things. That too, too. Yes. You know, it's like, why does it have to be the Wonder Years? Why does it have to be the black version of the white Wonder Years? Yeah. Um, and there was a show on on uh, HBO, a comedy show. I can't remember. Um, I'll have to look it up. Uh, something to do with like the universe or I don't know. I can't remember. And that's what they talk about. Like this whole sketch. They're like, what if we do this except that black version? And everyone's yep. like, oh, and they're like, what about this? but the black version and they're like, <laughs> oh, you're so right. Uh, and then yeah. somebody's like, yo, I'm trying to pitch something completely original. And everyone's like, meh. And yeah. they're like, yo, but what about this except black? And everyone's like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what I think of. Too. That's what you know? I know. Like, I'm not cool. Like I understand where you're coming from. Cause I'm yeah. like, if it was just labeled anything else, I mean, it'd still be a dope show, but it'd be even doper because it's our yeah. own, you know what I mean? So when I say I like the show, I like the concept of the show, but yeah, the name is the only thing where it's like, okay, we're taking these white people's handouts, you know? And there's yeah. actually a Dear White People, they did, they're on their season, they released their season four. Ooh, I saw it, just came out. Yeah, I'm, it's kind of hard for me to get into, but I haven't really sat down and paid attention to everything, but okay. um, it's, in, it's in musical form. So it's Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things that they brought up was like, you know, basically taking white people's handouts and, you know, they're still superior by allowing you to do certain things. They had a word for it. 
forget what it's called. Um, they even bring up Beyonce and they have that funny part to where it's like Beyonce did the same thing with Disney and blah, blah, blah. But, and then you also have that, you have that one black side. It's like, oh no, you don't, you don't disrespect Beyonce, but then it's real reality of the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. they touch on that, on that episode, just basically how like white people kind of, you know, seeming like they're doing a good thing, but in reality, it's not a, you know, you, you, it's just, it's just their handouts. Yeah. So, and I think that comedy show was called like Astronomy Club on HBO, something like that. Oh, I was thinking you were you were talking about Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh, that one too, though. Amazing. Um, yeah, no, this one it was it came in between the two seasons of a Black Lady Sketch Show, um, and I think it's called Astronomy Club. I'd, I'd have to Google it, which I can do later. Um, and super hard shift, yeah. Also, um, <laughs> just something to get on the air, especially where we are right now. Uh, is kind of just like, again, our country and where we're at and just kind of effed up <laughs> in all mm -hmm. the ways. Um, you know, there's the um, missing white woman syndrome, which I saw try to like get trended on Twitter. And I was like, I don't know about all this because of like the one missing person um, and, you know, the whole discussion about how black and brown and native communities um, have had missing people within the same state that this one person has gone missing in um, that who have never been reported um, in, in, in the state's statistics. And then beyond that, within the overall media. Um, and so like that being a major issue that we're again confronting right here and right now. Um, then the other one, basically, uh, which I'm not so, um, sure how much you've like read about it yet. Maybe this is something we can do for like next week is looking into, um, ICWA itself and everything that's going down with ICWA right now. Um, which uh, ICWA is uh, the Indian Child Welfare Act. Uh, and actually, just to um, just to keep this simple, I'll actually read uh, this clip. Um, so the, the headline, Texas Big Oil Lawyers Target ICWA um, in a bid to end tribal sovereignty. Um, and basically, it's um, if the Supreme if the Supreme Court overturns the Indian Child Welfare Act and or ICWA, uh, which is a federal law that keeps native children with native families. Uh, tribal sovereignty could soon be a thing of the past in the U.S. Uh, if the Supreme Court rules in the plaintiff's favor in the case of Bracken versus Holland, we could quickly see a return to blatant pre-1978 genocidal practices when native babies were legally stripped of their families, culture, and identities. In this landmark case, the Brackeens, the white adoptive parents of a two-year-old the child in Texas seek to overturn ICWA by claiming reverse racism. Joined by co-defendants, including the state of Texas, Ohio, Louisiana, and Indiana, they're being represented pro bono by Gibson Dunn, a high-powered law firm, which also represents big oil companies, Energy Transfer, and Enbridge, um, who are responsible for the Dakota Access and Line 3 pop pipelines. Uh, and this lawsuit is the latest attempt by pro-fossil fuel forces to eliminate federal oversight of racist state policies, uh, continue the centuries-long genocide of America's native populations, and make outrageous sums of money for energy magnates, gaming speculators, and fossil fuel lawyers. 
Um, and so this is like a major thing that's happening right here and right now, where Texas is now asking the Supreme Court of the United States to overturn the Indian Child Welfare Act. Um, and, and, and another article goes on to say, like, when Native women can't access abortions, it'll be easier for the state to take the children and place them in a quoted, quote, uh, good Christian families. Uh, and then this is continued cultural genocide and erasure. And lawyers working against ICWA have been linked to these oil and gas industry corporations rather than child and family welfare industry or corporate. Uh, well, it says rather than child and wealth, family welfare. Um, and, and the biggest thing is that it's linked to tribal sovereignty and oil and gas rights with intentions to undo legal status of the tribes. Um, and so actually, uh, you can learn more about this uh, by going to crooked.com and listening to this land podcast, which I actually want to listen to because I listened to season one of this land and they kind of touched on um, just listen to it. <laughs> this land podcast, uh, wherever podcasts are available, you know, I don't know the people. Um, they're not sponsoring us by any means. However, I have listened to season one of this land. Absolutely incredible. And here in season two, it dives directly into this issue. Um, and so it's, um, again, our, I don't know if you also saw that video that I sent you, um, where they were talking about just the establishment of the United States itself and how, you know, it's this whole proclamation of independence for a country yet really at that time is when England itself was deciding to, um, abolish slavery and for, uh, the American forefathers, slavery was their primary source of, of income along with, um, stealing land from native inhabitants. Uh, and so, you know, the whole declaration of independence from the UK itself um, wasn't a separation for their own, or I guess was the separation for their own benefit in order to continue um, slavery. And, you know, this is James Madison, John Hancock, George Washington, uh, John Adams, all those white slave owner motherfuckers who you know are are stealing native land and 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 um and profiting off of um african labor you know um slight tangent yeah it's just i guess the same thing that's been happening for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries it's just upsetting that even today like we are still seeing this exact same practice um, where we are being erased uh, and where uh, federal law is literally working to be rid of us, be rid of their responsibility made to us in order to profit for themselves um, and for white capitalism, which, you know, I talked about the other day how white capitalism is actually the thing ruining the world, actually the thing that has ruined the world. Um, so, you know, a bit of a disorganized ramble and rant and jumble of ideas that like I just threw out right now. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> you know, things to like dive into um, and to really explore because, you know, this is all real stuff that is literally happening right here and right now. And, you know, the story of America that we've been fed over these many years is just complete and absolute farce. And, um, not only do we need actual truth, um, and actual reconciliation yet, I don't know what else. Dang it. I lost it right at the end. 
Ooh, the girl had the steam though. No, um, you're okay. Very much needed. Very, very much needed. <laughs> random. Yeah. I was like, this just has to at least hit the airwaves now. Cause you know, more again, stuff to dive into stuff to learn about and stuff to expand upon in future conversation. Yeah. You know, definitely one would be remiss not to at least plant the seed. Um, future exploration. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be a whole nother episode. <laughs> Down off. And just kind of tackling that along with its histories and just kind of what's been going on. So, yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. These well, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's, it's, it's the, I guess the, the biggest thing that comes with all of that stuff is the sense of hopelessness, you know? So here I am personally battling with my own sense of hopelessness. And then I want to look outside of me and the evidence outside of me is showing the exact same thing. You know, it's a continuation of systems that have worked to eradicate and erase us. Um, and, and for them to still be happening to this day where, yeah, like one, one white person goes missing and now the entire nation stops. Yet we're like, what about us? You know, what about our trans relatives? What about our native relatives? What about our black relatives? What about all of our black and brown and extended past, you know, the white community relatives? Um, and then, you know, these, um, surreptitious, um, legal proceedings to strip us, you know, they, they talk about the domino effect, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're targeting ICWA right now, the Indian child welfare act. Yeah. This is going to like, depending on what happens, it can roll back tribal sovereignty, you know, our own claims. Um, which is the exact same thing that like was happening. If you listen to this land season one uh, with another court case um, and it was fully backed by the 45 administration. I'm not even going to say that motherfucker's name, even though I've already said it once earlier. Um, they don't get the honor again. Um, moral is, I guess that's the thing is that like in, in this week's depression, it's like, it's not only internal. It's like, as soon as, um, you look to the outside world, it's like being a black and native person in this country. Um, the entire intent and the entire history has always been to murder and profit off of us. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's still the same and we're still doing it or we're, we're, we're still living in that reality. Uh, and so then it gets hard because then like my sense of hope or my, my hope for hope, you know, like, Oh, I, I can be hopeful about something. And it's like, as soon as I turn to outside of me, it's also no. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. kind of our harsh reality is we get both ends of the stick, you know? And I think that's kind of not to bring it back to where it seems like a negative thing, but that's why it's so important for us to be accepted by our own communities. Cause you know, in all actuality, we aren't as accept as accepted as we should be. And then also going out into the rest of the world, we're not accepted there e either, you yeah. know? So it may seem like, you know, we're, it's not that we're complaining or not that we're, you know, cause we have every right to be a part of our own community, but it's really yeah. hard when we're not accepted here because the last thing we are is accepted anywhere else. So um, it's that, um, like I said, just being black and native, it's, it's not an easy position to be in. I think it comes with a lot of anxiety, comes a lot of, lot of different traumas. Um, so it's, it's a lot to deal with, you know, just yeah. being 
being a black native and it's hard being on social media just yesterday. I'm like, dang, it's just, it's hard to get on sometimes because you can't scroll by without seeing a black person being treated unfairly, you know, even a, you know, Latino or even, you know, seeing all the missing and murdered indigenous. It's like, it's, it's, it's very heavy to have to deal with social media sometimes. And as a, you know, biracial person, you feel all of that, whether it's your race or, you know, or it's not, you know, that you're, you're someone that could get the exact same treatment. And it's, it's not easy. Sometimes I'm like, I just have to shut myself off from social media. Um, and I was even telling my mom yesterday, I'm like, if our people weren't from this country, I would not be here. I'd be out, you know, living my best life somewhere. Right. Easy days. Living here, it comes with a certain weight that we have on our back, you know, it's not easy, not easy to carry. You're born with that weight on your back, you know, and, um, we can only get through it together. So it's, 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 it's tough, but we'll get there, you know, Yes, we will get there. Grandkids, you know, (laughs) frustrations we do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, hopefully they'll at least be equipped with some more of the information, you know, like anyone coming after me, at least, you know, um, a little bit more about the treaties because I've read it, you know, um, and so I'll, I'll sit and I'll talk to you about it, you know, and, and we'll get down to brass tacks, you know, um, because uh, these histories that we've been taught um, and even right now, like, you know, Oregon itself was trying to eradicate or trying to erase uh, Nez Perce people from Oregon textbooks in schools. Um, so, you know, my auntie was like trying to like fight that because it's like, hey, we're we're part of Oregon. You can't just rewrite history um, and how we we're talking about Idaho, how they were doing all the things, trying to uh, change up history and, you know, exclude anything that has to do with critical race thinking and or actual histories of the in- people that inhabited this land prior to European contact. Um, it's, it's disgusting. Um it's our truth and uh yeah that statement just saying you know it's beautiful but it's ugly but it's you know more importantly it's beautiful to be like yeah, yeah this is our truth you know yeah. just, just, and just understanding you know how much yeah we are still here you know you can take us out but you were planting plenty of seeds you know you didn't realize you were planting so um we're beautiful in that way i feel like we're 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 a rose through the concrete <laughs> yes just like tiana taylor now if only i could have the body uh, exactly <laughs> to match <laughs> like the tiana taylor in the fade video with a cute yeah. little curly bob um and just like glistening skin abs for days and yeah. just her whole oh. energy is just amazing she's so funny like so funny <laughs> uh, well i guess we have something to work towards you know here we are both with our um our body goals in mind uh, you know <laughs> so we can, can incubate through the f- yeah yeah <laughs> maybe this could be our thing um so that by time spring spring hits uh yep. summer hits 2022 we'll both be ready uh for our, our shoot. <laughs> <laughs> everyone said that about 2021 2021 
2022 is our year. We'll be each other's accountability partners. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know what? And, and it's been spoken. It's it's thrown out into the air. It's thrown out into the world. So now the universe is working right alongside us to, uh, to help us yep. to achieve these things that we want to see. So. Exactly. Uh, so on top of that, land back, uh, healing for my people, and uh, pay us. Yeah, rents due. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it tired of us. <laughs> They're like, turn off the mic. Just kidding. <laughs> but all right. Until next time. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout outs to our socials. And you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at quantumtheorypod. And you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory. So be kind to yourself out there. Know that you're a boss and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapihechnu. See you next time.